0: Minus 30 seconds. T-minus 20 seconds. 10, 9, 8, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one.
1: You are now tapped into the coolest reptile podcast in the world. Welcome to Trap Talk, Reptile Podcast, episode 415. I'm your boy, MJ. What is good? Hope everyone's having a beautiful Tuesday. Hope you're having a good start to your week. Happy holidays out there! Looking forward to getting down to business Thursday night because I mean I love to eat. But anyways, what's good, man? I'm your boy MJ. Is this is your first time hanging out with me and uh, the Trappers. Do me a favor, hit that like button, especially if you're into Black Dragon, the the, the Black Asian Water Monitor. Hit that like button for our guest tonight, and then hit that subscribe button. All right, if you're into keeping reptiles um, or just overall learning more as far as breeding or just better husbandry, whatever, this is the podcast to be tapping into. Monday tuesdays and thursdays i don't miss all right so hit that subscribe button hit that notification bell select all and you won't miss either you won't miss anything by doing that um if you're looking for exclusive content if you like to support more than what i do if you want to support me on my mission with what i have going on with the podcast more than just watching an episode if you want to tap in with over 185 trappers in the discord loyal reptile keepers if you want to grow your network then don't look any further than going down to the very first Link in the description below, click on it. Join the Trap Talk Patreon family. As soon as you join the Trap Talk Patreon family, connect you to that Discord, and then you also get connected to the IG group chat. Mad networking with Mad Player Reptile Keepers. I'm telling you right now, man, it's the way to grow. Thank you to all my trappers out there, you guys in my heart. Every Sunday we get together with the V Unit family on Zoom. All right, that's another community of awesome Reptile Keepers that we just come face to face with. All right, the more the merrier. People help you grow in this. Remember, I said that people help you grow in this. Shout out to my my dog, my, my right hand, big E top G, Emilio, arena Reptiles. But yes, every Sunday come kick it with us. Trappers, Patreon members, you guys in my heart. I appreciate you guys so much. Support US Arc. Very important. If you're into the reptile game, period, you have to understand who U.S. Arc is. You must become a member and help us get those numbers up because it's very important when it comes to going head to head with some of these a-holes that are in office. Kind of bullshit what we have to deal with, but you never know. Usually when it's quiet, that's the scariest moment for this hobby. So get ahead of the curve. Come join US Arc, join the fight. Shout out to Phil Goss, shout out to anyone who's a U.S. Arc member. Thank you for being on the team. Appreciate you. Want to say that tonight's episode is brought to you by that reptile show that's happening very shortly, less than a month, shit, like two weeks. The reptile breeder show, the holiday show, thrown by bomb projects happening in downtown Los Angeles. December 9th, 10 a.m. to five o'clock. Check it out. It's a free show. If you go to reptilebreedershow.com and RSVP that so if you RSVP, walk into there for free. For whatever reason, if you don't do that, pay 10 bucks at the door. But go enjoy many vendors with diversity of reptiles that are gonna be shown here. It's gonna be awesome, man. Geckos, frogs, spiders. Yeah, I said spiders, ball pythons, different snake species. And you can catch me there, catch a few other head heavy hitters at the reptile breeder show very soaked to be having a show in between the reptile super show which shout to the reptile super super uh, shout out to the reptile super show my boy rami throws the number one reptile show in the country never misses cannot wait tap in if you want to see vending from the trap you want to ever see the trap Vend the only show i ever vend is a reptile super show here in cali pomona it's going down january be ready go to reptilesupershow.com or head over to their instagram Follow Reptile Super Show to be on top of any current news or headlines to be known happening at the coolest Reptile Super Show in the country. Robbie, thank you for everything you do. Cannot wait. It's going to be epic. All right. I also want to say that tonight's episode is brought to you by RGI, Rare Genetic Inc. Anyone out there who's looking to geek out and understand that you can now turn in your ball python sheds to Rare Genetic Inc and actually find what the proven morph is in that animal. Super next level. Super Groundbreaking and shout to Ben, shout to Sean. Big things to come from RGI and the trap. So be ready, especially if you're into that geeky side of what we do, because I think it's an interesting to kind of learn more about all this scientific stuff, man. Who would ever thought, you know, doing shit that we were doing in school. But now it's like, pff, I kind of wish I was paying attention. not even gonna lie. Last but not least, shout to uh, Ship Your Reptiles. Number one shipping company in the reptile game, the OGs in the game, the pros. You ship your reptiles. Shout out to Chad Brown. Shout out to Susie. You guys are amazing. All right, they have a Black Friday discount going on for ship your reptiles. All right, and then also you can all use my promo code Trap Talk as well to save yourself fifteen bucks. But make sure that next time you're considering shipping your reptiles, you you ship your reptiles because, like I said, the pros. You ship your reptiles. All right, dude. What's good? Early birds. Whoever's in the chats tonight, I'm stoked. Gotta say what up to the people in the live chats. If you're In the live chat tonight, don't be shy with any super chats. If you think tonight's guest or this episode deserves any super chats, drop that and we'll put it on the screen, especially if it's an epic topic or question that relates to what we're talking about tonight. But who's here, man? Who's ready to rock and roll? I'm ready to fucking do this, dude. Justin Campbell, what's good, player? Trap Talk Patreon member all day, every day. The homie JD, Meteoric Serpents in the building. Head over to his podcast, Colubrid Corruption. Do not sleep every Sunday. This man's not gonna miss. I got a good feeling about this guy and his, his podcast future. My boy, JD, Trap Talk Patreon member, all day, every day. Appreciate you. James, All City Serpents in the building. What's good, player? Trap Talk Patreon member, all day, every day. The homie, Josh, Skelfins and Feathers. What's up, player? Local Cali homie of mine. Trap Talk Patreon member, all day, every day. Miller's Menagerie in the building. What's up, Miller's Menagerie? What's good? Trap Talk Patreon member, all day, every day. Corsa Gaze 9000. I remember, I know what that name means now. At first, I was like, what? But yeah, man, Black Dragon. Can you believe it? We're going to be talking about Black Dragons tonight. I'm stoked uh the homie man freddy more valley reptiles trap talk patreon member all day every day tour travis gordon tns reptiles trap talk patreon member all day every day the homie bionic benny bionic benito my dog right here what a guy what a soul been around this guy a couple times and i want to be around him more um which you know go to animal con you can see some legendary people like the homie bionic benny uh which we'll be talking animal con for sure tonight But appreciate this guy. Please go follow him, please. He has quite the story. But like I said, overall, really good individual. It's my dog right here. Appreciate you for being here, Benny. Uh, The homegirl, Lily, my big sis. Trap Talk Patreon member all day every day. Eric's more Factory. Dog, I'm pretty sure I got your shirt. I haven't opened it. Yellow envelope on my table. I think it said Eric on it. If that's the case, I'm going to be repping it very shortly. Shout out to my dog, V unit family all day every day. Deviant Glass, Trap Talk Patreon member all day every day. Celtic Reptiles in the building, what's up player? Big Mike, 1776 Exotics, Trap Talk Patreon member, the OG in the building, part of the elite team for sure. Jordan Heartland Reptiles, my dog, Trap Talk Patreon member all day every day. Big Willie, 217 Pythons in the building, Trap Talk Patreon member all day every day. Heath and Hatchery in the buildings, my dog, Trap Talk Patreon member all day every day. Bradley Pruss in the building, probably still butchering that name, but what are you gonna do? Edens by the way, trap Talk Patreon member all day every day. Edens, Dan, the homie right here, Eden in the building, trap talk patron member. Uh big D, my dog Dylan, Patreon member, but also sick ass Burmese Python keeper, and he has tick ball pythons. He's, you don't want to miss, you don't want to sleep on my homie Dylan, bro. He's he's a hitter, all right. And he reps to pnw uh damn, shout out to the homie Dragon Soul, the homie Patrick in the building. You know what? I love Chicago. Chicago is something I love really next level because of the food, the restaurants, but also my homie Patrick's from there. And we're gonna end it in style with my homie Patrick from Dragon Soul Reptiles, Go give him a follow. But guys, it's game time. Got my home girl on the other line. She's ready to tap in with us. We're gonna get the business on this black dragon monitors talk. I'm sorry, man, My, my mind's everywhere right now. But either way, man, I'm finally stoked we're gonna be geeking out about black dragons. So you should be too. Let's get down to this. Do what you gotta do to get your mind right. Do what you got to do to stay hydrated because it's that time. Oh, it's that time. Episode 415 coming at you right now with our homegirl Cheyenne. Let's go. Chey. Good. You ready for do, do more in the future? Trap yes. Talk podcasts Yes. Man. Yeah. Only trap out exclusive. Yeah, exclusive. exclusive.
0: Oh. So stop calling us. from <laughs> <laughs> the spot, get the club to pop. When I come up, with the gotta love it, love it and not. I'm hot from the hot to the. Club the spot, get the club to pop. When I come up. the spot, get the club to pop. When I come up. The club the spot, get the club to pop. When I come up. The spot, get the club to pop. When
1: Live episode 415 with cheyenne what's up girl hey what's up <laughs> where that backdrop come from that's epic you didn't have that in soundcheck i know johnny was like yeah Yo, you need to put a background on
2: i was like okay so you just set it up for Ooh. me really quick
1: shout out to johnny who we, we'll, hear, we'll be hearing about johnny later on the show but johnny's the boyfriend who's obviously on top of it because that background looks hard as shit i'm not gonna lie it's a lot better than the wall it is <laughs> thank so, you <laughs> yeah but what's up man introduce yourself let us know where you're coming like like where 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 you reside from and you know what reptiles what species of reptiles you're working with and all that why don't you just let us know
2: yeah so i'm cheyenne um and i keep black dragons i have two black dragons Kata and Kilua. Kata's is a boy nice. no yeah K- Kata's a boy and Kilua is the girl but we also call her kill so if you see if you hear me say kill it's Killua. Um, I also keep King Gorums. We have a bearded dragon. We've got like three sphinx cats, and we've got two Yorkies. Um, wow. But people mainly see the sphinx cats and the monitors.
1: Huge fan, you know. Listen, I'm uh, I'm a dog guy, right? But I appreciate cats. I love the unique side of cats that are kept in the pets trade, and that that species of cats is definitely one of my favorites. Maybe because of Austin Powers, but I just yeah. love what's a proper name for that cat again. I'm sorry. I don't want to butcher it or anything. What, what do you need um, like that
2: they're Canadian yeah. sphinx cats
1: sphinx cats. Okay, but they're hairless right there. Is that is that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I love stuff like that. Either way, like it's cool that you have like a unique broad, you know, range of stuff that you keep, you know, but you know monitors, which we're talking about tonight is like, dude, it's not it's kind of like not you got to be born to want to keep a monitor to the point where you're ready to keep it at that size as a black dragon gets because like we were saying in sound check, it's a it's an everyday maintenance type of thing those things are fucking messy um right. but <laughs> either way i'm just curious like how you got into the level as far as wanting to keep monitors at you know a big species of monitors like black dragon how did that even come about
2: it's funny because we are the people that <laughs> that people tell you not to be like right, right. so i, I like <laughs> we're those people we're the impulsive buyer people um it started off with us rescuing a so tortoise he he was literally just walking down the streets of Gardena and we just snatched him up because it was it was no one's pet he was just walking around
0: right um
2: we didn't know what he was we weren't in the reptile industry reptiles weren't anything that we thought you know about
0: right.
2: um we rescued him and then we ended up finding out about JTK shop, because he's in Long Beach, which is really close to Duck Gardena. Mm. Um, we FaceTimed him and he was like, oh, that's a silkata tortoise. And we were like, oh, this is one of the tortoises that gets really big. And he was like, yeah, look at mine. And then we just kind of followed him from then on. And then Johnny saw a picture of a oh. black dragon and it was just a baby black dragon, like a hatchling.
1: They're so cute and when they're small, huh? <laughs>
2: they're so cute. Like, how can you not buy at least six of them, right?
1: Dude, yeah. So
2: we saw them, and then we went down to his shop, and then we saw his big sulfur monitor, and we were like, "That's how big they get. Let's get three of them." And that's just what happened. So,
1: so that the homie is uh, your influence. That was the, 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 the that was the bridge, which. That's kind of how it all, stands. you know, somebody has that kind of influence and it's, you know, and I think from someone like then, I respect his work, man. I think it's awesome to have someone like that, that kind of inspired you because he socializes a lot with his animals. And I think that is the number one important thing you need to be willing to put spend time on is getting that animal to at least trust you. I get that not all animals could trust everyone in the room, but it at least needs to respect you. Like it needs to be like, you know, have someone who could keep it in check as much as it could be. Right. Um, but. It, so it, okay because you're in wyoming right now that's where you're from right or that's where you're currently in
2: that's where i'm living like, right now i'm from san diego
1: but you're from san diego which is great oh it's so great to have someone who's actually from <laughs> a place that i brag about all the time and people getting their feelings yeah. like san diego's
2: unicorns like I- man
1: yeah I'm telling you right now man and you know I even have people like well I've been there and I I'll I'll instantly ask them what'd you do when you were here and they can't even tell me a beach they went through and I'm like don't don't say I was like I don't think you visit San Diego if you were like did you stop by the airport or what's going on and because you know you if you do San Diego right you'll never forget San Diego it's people people talk about wanting to live here all the fucking time when you visit here you know what I'm saying but uh oh what an adjustment so San Diego then more and then LA County right you so you kind of went from SD LA County LA is where everything with reptiles really kind of, that's the birth of everything, right? Um, Right. And then how, how many reptiles did you have before you moved from LA to Wyoming?
2: So we had Kata and then we went to the Pomona show and then we ended up with two snakes, two hoggies and then a bearded dragon. So literally maybe like two months after we had those four, we moved to Wyoming
1: okay so you start off with one black dragon first you didn't buy the pair right off the bat so you started with one
2: right so we started i i got this mixed up so yeah. we had one his name was crollo
1: okay. um, and
2: then he passed within a month of us having him and we had already put the deposit down on kata right so we would have had curlow and kata before we moved but we only had kata and then once we moved to wyoming we ended up getting kilua what
1: happened to krillo or, or did i say that right krilla or krillo, uh, krillo. Yeah, what happened to that? What, what was this? Did you go to a vet or or did it have RI or how that animal pass? So
2: three days um, after we received him, I started seeing like respiratory infection mm-hmm. uh, signs. And it, it was so rough because like we took him to the vet and the vet was literally like shoving. Med- I've never that seen a vet do this before, but literally plugged the syringe all the way down to his stomach and filled it with medicine. And we were just like, like, what is going on? So I think that he had an R.I. And then the medication was just too much for his body maybe and then he just ended up passing. But yeah.
1: Yeah, that's so unfortunate. Like if you really kind of ask somebody like the amount of vets that are experienced with exotics is so limited it's it's right. more likely you're going to someone who has no clue what the fuck maybe with dogs right but not with a reptile you know and and um you know I've like you know tuesday i've had a lot of tree monitor discussions uh, my buddy cody who's taken in a lot of imports like he's gotten that shit down on treating them but also has been a victim of uh, an animal being over treated too much and it dies you know what i'm saying um so you know it's not an animal that you could mess around and overdose that shit with like you have to be very mindful and some of them don't even need certain dosages that they're being given either way it's um it's super unfortunate like that's but but what's cool what's cool about this it didn't deteriorate you from continuing on and want to keep the species like obviously well, you, you push forward it, you know
2: it kind of did because oh, did.
1: oh tell me so please
2: once we had gotten oh. crollo we had put a deposit on Kata. Um, and then when Crollo passed, we just weren't sure, you know, if we wanted to continue with having a reptile, cause we were like, dang, like, what if this happens again? And we got Kata from CJ gentle. Um, and CJ was like, you know, I, I, think you guys should just, just try it out, you know? And he's the one that really convinced us to pursue keeping black dragons. Um, and then we got Kata and, and he was so social and we just loved him. So, um, it was a wrap after that.
1: <laughs> oh, good okay so and then you got uh, sorry Kata, right kata you got at a, at, a, at a young baby as a small monitor yep as well?
2: yep kata we got i think a few weeks after he hatched
1: okay and did you get recommendation as far as like how to handle it or interaction or like what what made you want to be so ahead of the curve as far as like socializing and whatnot or did that come yes. after like how, how did how did how did socializing become introduced to the the black dragon
2: i feel like it came after it came when we got kilua because keda and Crowler were both already social there wasn't anything that we had to do with them they were just special but kilua was the one where you know you'd walk in the room and she would freeze or you'd put her your hand in the enclosure and she'd whip you or she she'd hiss at you she'd inflate her throat she'd try to bite you there were times where i would wake her up to change her water and she would be <laughs> i've never seen this in an animal before but she would be so pissed off that she would literally run and like go towards your arm like she was going to bite you yeah. um it's and terrible. you know when you're when you're handling an animal like that they get big and that's a potentially dangerous situation um when they're you know older so we just figured you know we just have to like come up with innovative ways to tame this dragon otherwise it's going to be potentially dangerous for us
1: yeah i mean it's something like because a lot of people at first are like oh my god it's intimidating like so my my first introduction i haven't talked about this about i haven't talked about this in a while but my very first introduction in a monitor game was in a nile monitor and and i bought that shit out i bought that off of a out of a pet store because i just thought it wasn't a nile monitor because it was like really yellow it was a real pretty one and and, and it was and it was it was a a Juvenile maybe but not not to the point where it got after four years, right? But either way I remember getting it and I was like this thing is epic But it's pretty fucking intense like like you're saying it had an attitude where wasn't scared to come at me wasn't scared to tell with me um, it got it, it it clamped me a couple times, you know, but It was the size where luckily it wasn't anything crazy, you know, like it, you let it go and it's nothing bad, right? but I did work pretty daily with this thing until a year and a half two years when it got the size of my forearm where i was this fucking he wouldn't chill out like there's and you know they they also say niles that are imported and shit like that like they some of them kind of like you could get them to come back but once they have so many of those effed up experiences and being transferred and all that like there's no going back and mind you i i know i could do better with my first monitor but man like as that thing was getting older and bigger it was putting more lacerations in me making me bleed and i was like this is gonna get rough and so that was a huge eye-opening like experience for me luckily i put it in the right home with somebody who had the experience and kept it as a pet and all that cool stuff um but man like that could have been that could have been a potential bad situation uh because that thing was just not showing any signs of wanting to chill at all whatsoever um now the laces which we'll talk about baby later whole other story right because like i had these things right off the bat but anyways um it's true what you say you just you have to understand how big this thing's about to get and how if this mood doesn't get corrected now then you have to face this shit, this attitude when it's full size and right. people who understand i mean i don't know if I, i've seen a full-size black dragon it is no joke all right <laughs> I've even seen a pissed off one. That's the scariest thing I've ever, like I've seen one kept in a PVC enclosure It was really fucked up. It was like a, like it was four foot high and like maybe about six foot deep. It just like, and he filled like half of that. And I was, and he would rock the whole, like when he would tail whip the enclosure, the whole thing would shake. And it was like the most intimidating thing I've ever came across. And, and I just know like people aren't ready for that shit. A lot of people are not, they are not ready for that type of time. I think could do damage. It could fuck shit up.
2: Yeah, I've never seen a black dragon that big, but um I remember when we first got crollo we used to watch um Tyler Nolan's videos and remember his black dragon that he had Tyson. I was like, Man. I was like, there's no way I'm dealing with the dragon that big with that kind of attitude, you know. Yeah. So like, seeing okay. stuff like that, you're like, okay, I gotta figure out what I have to do, I'll do anything to help tame this dragon.
1: And you know nothing you know tyler's you know i mean he's he's a buddy of mine i have i respect like everything he does because he's pretty like he's a farmer does it all like i watch content and and i love his life but it's hard to really keep up with all that shit. to where like you can't avoid certain like things that could potentially happen but more importantly i remember when he first got that dragon and he was able to obviously hold it but then i remember by the time i went to go visit his place He's like, yeah, I don't even, he's like, I don't even fucking look at that thing no more. And I'm like, really, it's that bad. And this thing was fucking mean, dude. And yeah. I, I was like, holy shit. And it just, it does change. I, not, I'm sure he still loved them, but like right. it changes like the motivation to want to like, because like, dude, who has time to get hurt by something like that?
0: <laughs> I, <Right. don't. laughs> I don't.
1: Um, But also too, like it just, you gotta, you just gotta respect something like that. Like you have to like, um and I'm like I said I'm really glad that I went through what I went through with the Nile because I got to the point where I was ready to get back into monitors and I wanted a black dragon. Um I really really wanted a black dragon just because like you said I kept seeing baby pictures of them and then I kept seeing babies of them that people had mm-hmm. and I was like this is the fucking coolest thing ever. Jet black just like yep. it's like it's like Jurassic Park. Come on like yep. you know I saw them in an egg once and I was like this is crazy. But then well, also like, I need- like, but you're like it's kind of the puppy stage like you're in love with the puppy stage right now like are you ready to take on what this thing needs when it's an adult no matter what attitude it could have because there's no there's no guarantee like i even know well-respected monitor keepers who even tell me there's that one monitor who just doesn't fuck around and you have to respect it for what it is um so yeah like oh man like that's why i, I i'm really it's really cool because one thing that really scares me, and I think you're the third person that I've seen you do this, was like you just fed it. Your hand has the food smell on it, and you go to pet it, and and it's chill,
0: right. like
1: that right there. I don't have the balls to do that at all, and and, and I love my my, my laces. that I dude, I love them. They've never even done anything aggressive, but I won't do that. Like I can't. I don't. And this is why I'm like, dude, this is the third time i have seen someone do this, and I'm like, this is pretty smart. Like you, I feel like they should know. The comp but i'm just like i just don't want to around and find out you know what i mean like it's just like oh man but how oh, okay. how did how what i and i want to let's get into that like the, how did you get the the courage to do that and, and who convinced you and all that stuff
2: well i've been hand feeding them since they were babies right um but i've noticed that what they do is because you know monitors their their pupils will dilate right. so they're, they're trying to focus on that because I, I give them meatballs and they're focusing on that meatball and they know i'm going to aim for that but if i move my hand because there's a video where i move my hand and kill ends up um biting the glove right but as long as you don't move your hand they're going to aim straight for whatever it is that you're feeding them
1: right so yeah but but, yeah but you know i think there's a video of you like after you just fed them with your hand you went and like let them smell it and they were like they didn't attack it I think it was right, the, yeah. your biggest one and so um and then i saw someone else who was dipping like so he had he was thawing out a bunch of quail bunch, bunch of quail chicks and he and he was hand feeding him quail and then he was and this this was pretty gross but he would dip his hand in the quail like like where like what they were like marinating in like and like rinse his hand off and then go and pet the cat go pet the monitor like like under the chin and i'm like holy shit, that is like But that just shows you how smart these things are like you got to respect like this is like if you got the balls and you're willing to build this kind of trust this is how smart they actually are you know what i'm saying um because you know i always knew monitors were smart but fuck, this is a whole never whole another level of like you know a reptile understanding what's happening or or a reptile using its brain right because don't you think it's cool don't you think that it's cool that there's reptiles out there that use their brain this much like i'm i'm a snake guy right and you I don't see a lot of brain activity from a snake no offense like i just not the way a monitor does it you know right so it changes well, good
2: it changes everything and i think because there aren't too many people that really test the knowledge of monitors um people forget how intelligent they are but there's been multiple times where um kilua you know they watch everything that you do and she watches me slide her glass open and close and when she was smaller and she used to be able to open the doors for enclosure but she would literally stick her claws through between the little the little crack between the wood of her enclosure and the glass and she would slide it open and she would get out and it's like, man, like you have to be so careful. Now we have like a latch on top of her enclosure. And every single time I close her enclosure, she watches me put that latch on because she knows like I'm going to try to open the enclosure.
1: If a monitor is not like, especially like the monitors that we're talking about right now, like a, a, a Black Dragon or a lace monitor or, or any kind of Asian water monitor, even sulfurs. If, a, if that thing's not happy with its housing or what's going on, it will find a way to get out.
0: Like these,
1: these things are like they're they're escape like they 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 will escape they will fuck shit up until they get out um and that's like the big you know one one of the things I'm trying to get the balls to just do is build outdoor enclosures for my lace monitors because in San Diego if as long as they have somewhere to warm up and whatnot in their coldest which will be what high high 30s at the coldest that Spring Valley would ever get you know but it's typically like mid-40s but if I have something where they can warm up it's fine right but man if they get out and they're outside i don't know how i would live with that i don't know how i just like this isn't florida and i don't want it to be florida but i don't know what i would do with myself like how would you feel like you know you it's it's like your dog leaving it's like it's like it, but then also it's like where is this thing like right where's the six seven foot lace monitor um and that's one i don't like i said i i do i do have people who I got a lot of homies who keep monitors outside and there's double contained doors and all that stuff but so many things could go wrong you know what i'm saying and so i I just like having them for me if i could my way if i had enough room and that's it's all about room and just having space but if i had enough space i would have them in a facility where it's kept with the door shut you know what i'm saying right that way if they do get out if they really for whatever reason then they're not going anywhere but they're just so smart, man. And that's why it's also important to make sure you give them what they want. That way, they're not even tripping and they're just like happy to be there. Like my my lace monitors, they put themselves away, like open oh, up if they scratch, okay, come out, they come out, they roam the room. But then when they're over it, they put themselves back and I go, oh. and then I just close the door, you know, so as long as they have that, I think you're good, right?
2: Do lace monitors dig because black dragons by black dragons, they dig
1: no i mean i i see mac dre on the floor like he he'll he'll go around and he'll dig and he'll he'll get he'll try to mess with alice's nest box so i guess i should i mean i want to say yeah i guess they do dig um i don't give them much substrate on the bottom like it's pretty like it's pretty it's pretty thin layered as far as what's on the floor just because i know they'll just they probably would dig the shit out of it um but you know from where they're from like they don't need a huge water dish like they're not like what black dragons need, you know, black dragons are Asian water they live they they like to be in the water. Um lace monitors not so much they like to be high up they they're they're more they more like they like the high ground more than anything um and they're kind of in like semi-dry areas you know what I'm saying uh but yeah I think they dig too I think any monitor likes to dig like a lot um so and, and which I want to get it into like the day to day right because correct me if I'm wrong with all due respect black dragons could be pretty dirty like they're they're i mean especially if you feed them turkey and shit because i i do notice whenever i do my turkey meatballs for my lace monitors uncle mike i don't know if you follow mike stefani i would uh-huh. highly recommend following him if you don't That's my small uncle mike right there and he's like nephew he's like you keep feeding that damn thing those turkey meatballs you're going to be scraping shit off your windows every every morning and i'm like i was like let me just do my thing and dude sure not man When those meatballs go in my lace monitors they love them boy it, it is it is not a solid shit coming out of that thing, out of that monitor, unfortunately. Um, but how is it for you? Like, I gotta ask you, what it, it's like cleaning, or or does your boyfriend Johnny do all the dirty work? Because <laughs> if he does, you could give it up. That's it's a dirty job. Like, I don't know if I can let my wife. Well, first of all, <laughs> why, 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 my wife is not cleaning that shit. First and foremost, <laughs> but even if she did keep, I don't know if I would let. I feel like I would want to step up. But either way, let's hear it from you. Yeah, I'll be honest. That that's not that's. <laughs> that's
2: not something that i ever really do um and when i do it's just to show people um but you know it's keeping black dragons really isn't that hard for us but i feel like it's because we have a lot of tools um that make keeping them a lot easier so like we have a hundred gallon tub Mm -hmm. and with that hundred gallon tub um there's a filtration system there's plumbing like it's all set up for us the water is running 24 7 um and they mainly poop in their water now kata recently he's been pooping on his ledge don't know why but we just spray it down with chlorexidine and water and then literally just take a, a a rag scrub it and then that's it
1: wow yeah you know <laughs> it, that's what i'm saying like if you're if you're not cause you know, let's think about multiple, you know, monitors kind of changes everything, right? If you have a, if you have like, let's say a dozen of these, dozen of these to keep, but really like you said, you kind of keep things where it's easy for you guys to maintain. Um, and also with that filtration, that filtration system. Now with the water, how often does that need to be replaced or in all that? Like, or or I know there's a filter and all that, but does it doesn't that water still need to be replaced at some point?
2: He can answer those questions better than I can. <laughs>
1: Okay, no worries. No, i just eventually <laughs> what's up, Johnny? Yeah, I should have just invited him on the show. <laughs> nice to meet you, man. Hey, listen, shout to your uh shout to your lady, shout to you, man, because uh I love the I love the species, black dragons, but also I do know you know you got to be a dialed in person to really enjoy this species because or, or else if you're not on top of it, things can kind of go fucking south. Um, and I'm curious. So with the water and you replacing all that, how's that work?
3: you know I feel like when we feed them a lot then obviously we have to change it more often right. but usually it's like between one to two weeks Max anything more than that you know the water starts getting real yellow you know it starts not filtering as much right and um part of that filtration system it has an external pump with a strainer okay. and um, in that strainer most of the time when i change it out there's a lot of uh shed or maybe some substrate so that can't go too long without you know taking out that strainer make sure you get all that out you know to keep it clean
1: and so and so there's an actual uh like a plumbing system also on that on that 100 gallon tank so if you ever want to drain it you have a way of draining that
3: yeah so like it's like rigged up for our situation that we have right now so We're living in Wyoming and it's not going to be our permanent home forever. So the type of plumbing I have it, uh, the backwash and the rinsing functions of that filter, it, I have like, a like a hose set up where I could hook up the hose, detach the hose anytime I need to go ahead and do that backwash or do that rinse so you know when the time comes I hook it up I run it outside and then I go ahead and hit that backwash you drain all the tubs completely because both of them are hooked up from each room so I got a hundred gallon tub in one room another hundred gallon tub in another room and both oh, wow. of the plumbing hooks up to the same filtration system um That's but so I mean this uh this filtration system though it's it's huge like it's uh, a yeah
1: it's I not like it's, like it's not your ordinary filtered system is what know. you're saying it's like taught it's like next level
3: yeah because I, I know a lot of people they uh they look into like the fluvals, right um you know there those are a lot used in the aquarium industry and even I was considered getting getting one at one point in time but the cleaning of that is just uh a lot more involved that those have a lot of medium that you have to switch out and a lot of sponges and this one it's uh it's a lot easier. It's like a self renting system. So even though we have to do water changes, the uh, the operation and um just the procedure of going ahead and cleaning that is not as hard as some.
1: No, I have to ask, just who who is familiar as far as like how often they eat? Is that do you handle the feeding, Johnny, as well? Or is it both? Um, I mean, it, it's her most of the time. Um
2: he does the icky yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I do. I do all the
3: hard labor.
1: <laughs> yeah, she does all the fun training stuff. Um, well, yeah. let me ask you this, Cheyenne: How often are you feeding the animals? Like your adult black dragon, how often does that one you get to eat?
2: Yeah, so they eat three times a week. Um, okay. Sometimes Everyone. I'll feed them. Yeah, it's three times. Sometimes I'll feed them two times a week. It just depends. I've noticed that because we had taken Kill to the exotic vet before. Mm -hmm. Um, she like faked in it. She was faking an injury. She was acting like her arm was broken and it was not broken once we got out
1: or something. What was she doing?
2: She wouldn't walk on it. She wouldn't walk on it. So we were like, Oh my gosh, her arm is broken. Take her to the vet. It's not so before when we had went to the vet, we had given her a chicken foot wasn't a big chicken foot. Um, but we had given it to her. I want to say like three or four days before and it had just started to um digest into her system like you can see the bones breaking apart so we give them um already ground whole whole prey and right. that usually digests within a day um but we notice a difference in their behavior giving them something that's ground whole prey compared to something that is like whole prey
1: so do you guys like to avoid that then like do you guys have certain um like do you still do chicken legs even with that kind of digestive um no, no you stay away from that now
2: yeah, we, we really don't feed them chicken. It was just an occasional chicken foot like once a month or something like that. But once we saw that in the um, was it was it was a CT scan?
3: Yeah, yeah. it was a CT CT scan. scan. Once we
2: saw mm-hmm. that in the CT scan, we're like, Okay, maybe we should just continue to feed them ground food. Because if we feed them three, if we feed them three times a week or twice a week, the food that they already had probably isn't going to be digested. And that's probably why they're feeling a little groggy and don't want to interact as much. So the ground food for us was the best way to go
1: yeah now i have to ask you johnny dick do you ever let her handle them without being around or you make sure you're always around whenever she has them out
3: uh, for the most part i try to be around just because uh, they've gotten to the size where never um, know. They, like, they like to just get to the highest point so you take them out the enclosure and they're trying to crawl all over your face or trying to get on top of your head and they got those razor sharp claws
1: and yeah, bro oh my god they hurt oh yeah. uh, you, you try to just be like oh i'm good i'm good but nah man that it, it pierces like because like you know my lace monitors they like to climb so i don't like to i don't want to climb you know trim their claws because i feel like they use them you know but i have to pay for that whenever i want to take them out and i get like it's i have scars <laughs> just, yeah like i feel like i'm getting scarred every time i handle them and it's like it's worth it but until you hit the shower and you're like oh my god this shit stings you know what i'm saying um do you guys believe in trimming the claws or do you guys do that because they're more on the ground or or how do you guys like to approach that so, i mean we would love to trim their claws but
3: the thing is is that whenever we interact with them they never stay still yeah. like they it's want boring. to explore they want to move around so
2: i don't think that they would even let us trim their nails
3: yeah yeah. Um, I mean, we have a lot of uh, like climbing in their enclosure when they go up to their basking ledge. Yeah. But man, I mean, I feel like even if they grind down, you know, a couple of days later, they're sharp again.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, naturally they need that. I feel like, you know, and, and for the most part, people want to trim them so they could have them out a lot and like show them off and like have them for a YouTube video. But I don't know. Like, I don't look at these animals like that. I mean, do your thing with them, but they're just not meant to be like a right. show animal. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to respect it for what it is. Cause like, you know, mind you, they have moods. I'm sure like, do you guys ever see that some of them have better moods than other on certain days? And maybe you're just like, you know, cause I, I know sometimes Mac Drayton, he's having a, my, my male's pushing, uh, what is he pushing three years old and he's getting bigger. And I feel like he knows he's getting bigger. And sometimes he's just like, I could just see in his face. You don't want to be messed with. And I go, all right, you know, I'm just, I'll go do my thing, you know, but do you guys ever kind of notice that, that some of your moms don't want to be messed with on certain days?
2: I feel like that's Kilo all the time. Like she <laughs> just does not, I feel like it's a, it's a very female thing of her to just right. not want to be bothered. Um, and usually when we see that, we'll put the glove on because we train them to know that when we have the glove on that means it's time to socialize so right. when she like that she put the glove on and we just pet her and we're like it's okay we know that you're in a bad mood we're just gonna play with you for a few minutes and then we'll leave you
0: alone so
1: yeah see even at a young age for my laces they they saw that maybe because the, my glove was red and this is also i just realized like color might matter to uh, some reptiles some some reptiles might like a bright color they might not like it but i, I always had those fucking big red welder gloves right um <laughs> and i thought i could use those but man that's when they would spaz out once they saw that oh, wow. glove they would just go crazy And i'm like and so i would take it off and they would prefer more in my hand and i wish that wasn't the case because now it's like they still hate those gloves even as adults bro they hate those gloves they they'll they'll tell with me they just don't like those gloves um maybe i should change the color huh yeah change the
2: color and <laughs> maybe smaller gloves because we have like their kitchen gloves <laughs> that right. you use for cleaning. Right. Um, and It's more just so that they know that there's a glove on the hand. There's really no protection at all if anything ever happens, but um, they're responsive to those too as well.
3: Yeah. So- yeah, because oh, I mean, I like, kind of like the welder gloves that you're talking about. It's funny, because I feel like for us, it's the opposite. Like, um, we use those welder gloves and man, I'll kind of test my limits with those gloves just because i know that there's no chances of any accidents happening so you know i'll I'll pet them all over and you know things that i probably wouldn't normally do without a glove but um yeah i mean they seem like pretty chill and it's something that i used when i was trying to um socialize kilua because that was the one that we had some issues with early on and it was like if i didn't have that glove on she would kind of freak out a little bit like with the bare skin so it was kind of the opposite that's funny
1: yeah i mean like we were talking just earlier about like how i think we underestimate how smart these things are you know like they all have their thing you know yeah like you know like for instance mine prefers no gloves yours prefer gloves but they have preferences like you know what i mean <laughs> um but also you have to respect and find out what it is that kind of gets them like to like chill um i don't know if you guys are big Kevin McCurley fan have you ever watched nerds socializing videos with monitors have you guys ever geeked out on that yet
2: I've seen a few of his videos with monitors Mm -hmm. yeah
1: Mm -hmm. I mean you know you you have people who think you know one or the other about him I just know right when it comes to socializing that guy right there's one of the goats like he 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 taught me a lot you know um mainly about threads like you know you always have to end every interaction with a monitor on a good note because Mm -hmm. if it, it like let's just say it's like tail whipping you or not excited to be in the situation it's in and you put it back it it, it's like all right motherfucker i'll remember that shit and they don't forget and it gets harder it gets harder and harder with time like we were talking about but how smart of that to that reptile like i think he deserves that kind of respect you know what i'm saying like it's pretty neat it's pretty awesome um they definitely
2: hold grudges for sure
1: yeah they do man they like i said they don't forget they they do not forget so that's why and, you know and i don't know I, I know some people say it's not good to kind of train something based off of food but that mm-hmm. kind of what got me started in the right way of trust with my monitors is with food because i was getting them out to me very comfortably you know what i'm saying and then i would also not to the extent like like cheyenne as far as like touching them after i feed them but i would like pet them like i would i just wouldn't want to go by their mouth but i would i would scratch them while they're eating you know what i'm saying um, and that right there told me like that would teach me all right they're at least learning it but how do you guys feel about like having food a part of the training program do you feel like it's it, it could be beneficial
2: i think it depends it's it's beneficial if the monitor is food motivated but mm-hmm. if the monitor isn't food motivated then what do you do like kill was not food motivated she wouldn't Eat around you, she wouldn't walk anywhere around you.
1: She would that's a tough monitor to break, dude. When they don't eat in front of you, that's yeah, that that night I was talking about never ate in front of me. Almost two years I kept them, never (laughs) once ate in front of me. And that's a why that's kind of why I wanted a monitor because I want to watch it eat, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But dude, those those are like they there's something like it's it's being stubborn, you know, as far as whatever's happening. But go on, go on, Joanne. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, no you're fine um
1: yeah because uh th- that's funny because
3: how she said like what do you do when they're not food motivated and right. and like really what it came down to to socialize uh, that particular monitor was i literally get home from work and i'd have my hand in there for maybe like two hours just waiting just waiting for the monitor to gain the courage to realize okay this is not a threat let me go ahead and you know check this out and you know after a while finally get on my arm and then you know that's kind of how i built the trust with that monitor right there it's
2: funny because i would walk into the room because he's the one that started working with Kilua. because i was just like man there's something off with his dragon i was like there's yeah. no freaking way i i told him i was like send him back to Ala- send her back to alabama i was like because this is <laughs> like <laughs> Ship her back to Bama, like put her in the Amazon box and return her to Cinder because I was just like, there is no freaking way we're dealing with something like this. And then I started thinking about Tyler Nolan and Tyson, and I was just like, yeah, there's no way. But there would be times that he would literally stick his hand in her enclosure, and I would come in there two hours later and I'd be like, did she, did she move yet? And he's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, why are you still in here?
1: but that that means everything i mean i've seen people go to the extent of leaving their clothes inside the the cages you know what i'm saying um just Mm -hmm. so they just understand the smell of 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 what's around them but you know even in this case you you just might like how many dogs have you known i don't know if you guys are dog people but how many dogs have you known that like prefer male over females like Mm -hmm. i've seen firsthand like this dog don't like girls for whatever reason or this dog like don't like guys for whatever reason but it's same case it could be same case with a with a grown ass monitor or with a, a monitor getting into a grown stage like for something a, a, a male presence or a female presence just you know might not be its cup of tea depending on which one you know it just i feel like you know if they're that smart to do all the other shit they do they might be this smart to not have a preference if they like male or females even fee, you know female dogs you know they they get weird with other females you know that
0: right. so, mm-hmm.
1: yeah so that could i don't know a lot of things to think about but what's cool is like you know you got to be willing to kind of put the effort and more importantly the energy like this is a day-to-day thing no matter how tough it is with a monitor that doesn't want to eat in front of you or more importantly just wants to tell whip you like mm-hmm. you still have to go and show up like you still have to like put in the effort and it's not easy man it's a everyday thing and if you really love it, that's what I'm saying. Like these things aren't; they're just not for everyone. Like you know, like you guys obviously went through the ringer on the very first one, but then now also in a position where you're like, should we continue this one? That's kind of a spaz. But Johnny's like, you know, wanting to hang in there, and I think that's what's important. Like, you know, it's 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 kind of why what makes a monitor keeper a monitor keeper because you're you're adapting to that monitor. Like, it's not a fucking easy thing to keep. It, yeah. I mean, like I said, it it, it becomes fun. And you get into a systematic routine of things but it takes a lot to mentally connect with the monitor i feel like yeah it takes time.
3: Yeah. yeah and you know um it's funny because kind of what you were saying like you know it is fun but man i feel like there was a period of time where all my spare time after work was dedicated to the monitor and yep. if it wasn't one thing it was another like uh for a while you know always hiding so you know that's you know that's cool to have hiding spaces but you know it's not the greatest thing when you're trying to socialize them so then you know that kind of became a thing where you know okay let's try to limit some of the hiding spaces and then you know I feel like um man that was hard in itself because those things they, they squeeze in anywhere and they get in places that they're just not supposed to be in and um that was an everyday battle and then they got too big for the enclosures so then we had to get custom made enclosures and then once we did get the enclosures it's okay how are we going to run this plumbing and you know okay how are we going to regulate the the temperatures in this enclosure so it is it took a lot to get to the point where it's like okay it's manageable it's not as hard as it once was
1: yeah but even everything you're talking about like it takes like of energy time money to get to a standard that you're happy with yeah because um, I I've, I've see these things kept in low standards and it's fucked up like I don't this is why like I sometimes go in on certain people who just shouldn't be keeping these things if you're not willing to go to the extent like what you're doing with this like I know the water is so important to an Asian water monitor like that like is something where if you're keeping that good enough where it wants to be in there and it's clean and somehow that's a good start right there, obviously. And, and then the next thing is obviously having space for it, but it, it, you know, it's just not a like quick, let me just do the bare minimum with these things. These things deserve a lot more than bare minimum. You know what I mean? Um, but also like, are you willing to dedicate that shit? And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that. It's not easy, bro, but yeah. I think obviously you guys are enjoying the fruit of the labor because I, I mean, Cheyenne's on this show because I recently came across her page like three weeks ago Mm-hmm. And I was impressed. Like you know, I don't bring enough girls on this show, man. And I, 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 you know, it's not that I'm like I love female reptile keepers for sure. More power to the female keepers, right? I just mm-hmm. don't see enough of them. Like I'm not seeing enough where like I'm like you know, like no offense, but there's a lot of cringy female content out there with yeah. some of these reptiles, and I'm like I'm I, I want to see some fucking gangster shit. Like I want to yeah. see some. <laughs> Like you know, I want to see some shit that like only guys are really doing, but here she is doing it, and but she's a female, so and there's you know there's a lot of girls out there, but either way, I I think that's what obviously brought you to this channel tonight because you know you're 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 a lot more than the average keeper because you're trying to do more for it, and obviously having a significant other is crucial. Like I mean, when you have someone on your team that is you know your ride or die, but with the reptiles too. I mean that's kind of a cheat code like you guys are you no know, pretty i mean you guys could do whatever the fuck you guys want technically together you know what i'm saying that's that's a lot more than a lot of people have usually it's just a guy who just loves it or just a girl who just loves it but when there's like a duo involved i think that's cool because you guys i'm sure you guys have your strengths in on both sides yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah obviously as, as we were talking about earlier so but that's cool i mean i i love i love shit that is hard to keep but it's being kept because we need more people to be keeping black dragons, but the right people, you know what I'm saying? And and only way mm-hmm. we could do that is kind of getting the right people and setting exam, like letting them set the example. And that's why I think it's awesome um, to have you guys discuss all this shit because it's cute, right? It's awesome when they're little, right? Isn't it cute when you get them and you can put them in a four by two, yeah. and watch them run around and, oh, mm-hmm. look at this little water dish that, you know, I, I'll yeah. replace that, but no, yes. but we're talking hundred gallon. <laughs>
3: man it's funny because i remember those days and man i mean the water dish was cool and everything but man that sucked (laughs) too because
1: every day every every two three times a day yeah Yeah. two three times a day black it's It's like black water and you're like dang i have ocd like and that's why i feel like people who have ocd like that do well in this because Mm -hmm. you're not going to just sit there and let that and Mm -hmm. but but to the point it's like you're saying like god damn again three times. yeah
2: we used to have kata train to where she would scratch at the the door when she mm-hmm. would want to come out but i would tell her you need to use the restroom first mm-hmm. yeah. because if she didn't use the restroom she couldn't come out so it was like man like three four times a day constantly picking up <laughs> her water bowl and then taking it to the sink dumping it and then filling it up oh my gosh it was such oh i don't miss those days like baby water is so much fun but having to clean up after him, not fun.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's so cute raising them and, and it's fun. And then next thing you know, they're, I don't know. It's, it's like a kid. It's like, you know, I, I, and I just have a bait. I just recently had a kid, but now I kind of see how what parents go through. Like, yeah. wow, so awesome. Now you're this eight year old little shithead fucking spending yeah. all this money and like doing all this eruptive shit. And that's kind of what these adult monitors turn into. It's like, okay. you're kind of a pain in the ass, buddy. You're a big ass <laughs> animal now. You're fucking big. Um, Real quick, I have to ask you, Johnny, did you go to Animal Con with Shine? Uh, no?
3: Yeah, yeah, we went together. That's where I met
1: Benny. <laughs> oh man, shout out to my, my homie Benny's in the building. What a supportive individual, but honestly, like, good guy, man, really good guy. Knows how to connect with people. But mm-hmm. uh, how was Con for you guys? It was, you know, I have FOMO because I missed it this year, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But how was Con? let's talk about it.
2: It was fun. It was so much fun. I feel like I would do it again. For sure. I think that there were there were a lot of panels that had a really a lot of good open dialogue, um, a lot of really good topics. And I just I hope it continues to thrive, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of really good vendors, too.
3: Yeah, I feel like um, I think the coolest thing about the whole convention was um, me and Cheyenne, like we haven't had a huge chance, a huge chance to connect with people. Right. And uh, going to something like that just kind of makes you feel like, oh, okay, we're we're not alone, and you know what we experience and what we do. Oh, it's a whole world,
1: bro. It's it's awesome. Like, and, and I will say, guys, you know this is why. You know, when you have the other half doing what you do, you it's another reason why you don't really need anyone because you have each other in a sense, right? But also, what helps both of you guys is just connecting with other people that will pursue what you're doing even further. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that only happens when you meet people in person. Like, I i, I love social media connection and relationships, but it's not really real life. What's mm-hmm. real life is when you fucking go to an event and you connect what you have on social media to the person face to face because then you're going to be talking, stories happen, memories happen, and then next you know, you become like lifetime friends with the You know, I mean, lifetime people I'm like friends with that I would never be friends with if it wasn't for the reptile game, you know what I'm saying? Um, but it also changes everything because. Here's one thing that's cringy to me. No offense, but a lot of people are good at creating the content, like 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 they're good at painting a picture, right? Um, mm-hmm. And they kind of like go to these events expecting some sort of like recognition before there's proof of what they're actually doing with the animal, right? I'm mm-hmm. a person where I want to I want to see what you're like. That's cute. That's a cute reel, right? But what are, what's your collection look like? I want to know what you're really working with. Like what's your what's your uh, business with the reptiles, right? And. Mm-hmm. I like to just see someone who's putting in the work and then trying to show their name for it. You know what I'm saying? Because then you have something to talk about. You have something to present. So I I feel like even though Cheyenne has shit rolling with social media, I felt like you guys concentrate on being a keeper first. I feel like that was more important getting that down and then sharing the experience. I don't know. Correct Mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong.
2: Yeah, I think that when you're on social media, you know, you have to figure out the kind of person that you want to be. You know, do right. you want to be a keeper? You want to be a breeder? You want to create shock content? Like, you got to figure out the person that you want to be. Well, like, is it, like, is
1: it about you or is about the animals? What you need to ask yourself, right? I feel yeah. like, and, and you do see a lot of stuff where it's kind of like gloating the person versus like, you know, like it's about the animal, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, like that's and then I know there's content for everything out there, and I know like this is why I don't really fuck with TikTok because like can't handle it i just can't like i i just want to learn about reptiles like you know what i'm saying um but you know i feel like you need to have the experience and the actual work behind what you're trying to put out which you guys have done and i i think that's awesome to have what you guys already have established and then now you're getting yourselves out to animal con because i will say you'll have you'll meet some of the top creators at animal con some of the best create animal creators at animal con my bar check that's the goat in my opinion like that's he's my favorite I mean Brian Barcheck is what brought me into this whole world of reptiles um and and it all started it all started based off YouTube like off like I had no relationship with anyone in the reptile game other than Brian barcheck's YouTube channel which I stumbled across because I was depressed one time and that was it. and then I and then I I spent like three months watching bar videos and then I'm buying ball pythons just as pets and then it just you know obviously it turned into all this and and I mean Bart me and, bar, and barcheck are good friends like somebody have already been friends with him for four years now so it's, it's just crazy how connecting with people changes everything and i think it's smart that you guys are considering and, and i feel like you should do that more like you should definitely come to the west coast come back she's from san diego Johnny. johnny wait yeah. you're from, are you from la where are you from johnny from l.a yeah so
3: i, I lived in the la county i moved around uh,
1: torrance gardena you know those, those areas i'm not gonna lie don't, don't take this disrespectfully but with your mustache you hella look like you're from
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: but you look very la right now <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah.
3: oh man you ain't gotta tell me bro Shit. i love
1: it that's why i grew up with you guys so that's what i'm saying like i love it you know it's cool to have people from the socal area but like socal could be kind of big but come on man we're socal like la san diego doesn't get more socal than that you know mm-hmm. um but also man i mean do you, go, do you miss it johnny like do you miss the west coast at all or what's going on with you and i, I asked cheyenne i have to ask you now what's your what's your uh like how much do you miss you know where you're from oh
3: man i mean i wish i could go back but i mean with with the hell much we got right now and just the way that the prices are back home it, it's rough you oh, know
1: man. it's rough bro so okay i have to ask you, what brought you guys to wyoming
3: so i had actually came out here like in 2014 um it was a job opportunity and okay. i was out here for about three years and then i went back home and uh, a couple years later that's when i met cheyenne and you know we we're just talking over you know dinner one day and we're like hey you know if we want to you know get ahead I think this is the best decision for us right now just to go out to Wyoming and you know there's a job opportunity for me there's a job opportunity for her and uh it's something that where we could just leave and you know focus on building so that's what we did
2: we paid 950 dollars for where we live
1: (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah and it's gorgeous i have a good buddy of mine who was from uh, wyoming he lives in colorado now but my buddy nick lavera he was uh he lives in wyoming and would show me just like beautiful pictures of like the fall like you know before the cold front right mm-hmm. um and then he would show me the wintertime shit. i'm like <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh you can have all that shit, bro but you guys know like dude i i don't function in cold weather like that i no. shut down like i literally i can't move okay like i want to stay in bed i don't want nothing to do with nobody when it's that cold how yeah. the hell do you guys adapt to that cold <laughs> you, don't.
3: It, <laughs> you don't it's funny because she says uh you don't but she gets to stay in the house in the office <laughs> oh, no, that makes day.
0: sense
3: so like where we work at um you know there's office people and there's people are in the field and you know i'm, <laughs> I'm out there freezing you know
1: <laughs> yeah man yeah,
3: I, I I come back in and she's like, "Oh, it's cold." I'm like, cold yeah. <laughs> is he's yeah. snow
2: on his mustache."
3: <laughs> yeah, like, um man, yeah. Just to give you an idea, the coldest I've ever experienced out here was a negative fifty.
1: See, bro, come on, that don't.
3: Yeah, that that's negative fifty, and we're talking about thirty to forty mile per hour winds. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god!
1: And it's for what? I mean, for months. I mean, it's co- your winters are long up there,
3: like
2: half the year.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> I always say there's there's two seasons. You got a winter and you got summer, and that's it. But you have beautiful summers and falls. Like it's like this. Like once that shit's gone, it's gorgeous up there, right? Like what's like you have true true seasons up there where you're at.
3: Yeah, I mean it's nice, but man, I feel like it is not <laughs> it's last. not like. So nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I always admire it because you know where we're from we don't get seasons what the fuck? we don't hardly ever get any kind of like crazy change like that i would um, be okay
0: with yeah, not experiencing yeah that,
1: you're no. not you're not missing you're anything. not <laughs> i think you guys feel better but i'm sorry let's yeah. keep it real man. Okay. I, <laughs> I love it here man um but obviously a big transition obviously is the demographic like the people up there i, I mean are you finding good like mexican restaurants or like you, what That's are you nothing. doing how do you no. eat? Like, what do you are you just go like? What do you do to maintain like your you know what Mexicans need? And that's good Mexican food. Like that's what we need. Oh, we're, we're on a drought, man. It's bad. <laughs> the only you, time- I just send you a fucking like I send you like a first aid kit full of Mexican food or some
3: yeah. shit. <laughs> the, yeah, the only way we could get like decent food is if we cook it. Like if, right. if you're gonna right. rely on
2: decent.
0: Decent,
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's like the best decent food hey, I can here. Hey man, you guys heard that? These things could be really, really good. All right? all right, but what I'm trying to say is that if there's, you don't there's know, levels
1: of decent, there's levels yeah. of decent, all right, levels of
3: decent, you know. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is that we only got fast food here, so it's like right. if you're willing to eat that, then. You know Ah, there's no shortage, but (laughs) there's not really any good restaurants like that and we live in a a small town we probably have maybe less than ten thousand people in this town
2: i don't know where they are it's more like a thousand
3: yeah it's uh you could drive around the whole town within maybe 10 15 minutes and it's done and then the nearest town is maybe four hours away is denver four hours away is uh utah
1: wow okay so let's kind of like future talk this like is there anything that would bring you back to cali if if circumstances were to land or or are you trying to literally legit just build a life and a family out there and not ever come back
3: no mm-hmm. no i mean i feel like we're trying to hit a financial goal and then once we exactly. hit that uh i mean we had talked about actually coming to san diego and you know just uh settling down there but I feel like we have to be in a good financial position to live comfortably because i mean we could afford to live out there but it's like uh, how do you want to live you know
1: yeah well here's the thing like obviously everything's crazy down here right now right but if you look in like just east of san diego because like cheyenne's saying like just people there's people were <laughs> There's people where you're 45 minutes from the beach and it's still good, but I'm talking like being like 20 minutes from the beach. Like there's Rancho Rancho San Diego, there's Hamul, there's Alpine. Um, I'm in Spring Valley, but really close to Rancho San Diego. There's, I mean, once this shit chills, because everything's just overpriced, there's definitely places that you could swoop on um, at when you're ready, where once the market's right. But it's cool that you already have shit established where you're at now. Like, I think that was a smart move to kind of get ahead of the curve get somewhere that you that not that where you could stack more you know what i'm saying because it's kind of hard to buy i don't know how man i'm really blessed but when we bought this house in january i was like how am i going to save money because like bro, well, our mortgage is stupid it don't it's yeah. i should be in a million dollar house right now with the mortgage that i'm paying yep. but i'm really not um but anyways i was really worried and, and you know god is good so i was able to just fucking figure it out and stack but i think that's what's important is like not getting yourself in a, a situation where like savings is no longer part of what you're doing i can't yeah. live check to check like i don't san no. diego impossible. you can't do that you're gonna put yourself in a really bad place you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean it would be nice to live in a million dollar home <laughs> but uh, that, was actually,
3: that was one of the favorite things i love doing when i went to san diego i, la just, Hoya. I just drive around la jolla the mansions <laughs> oh and i just go. like <laughs> just chill.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, man, and it's cool because, you know, we have got some cool shows that pop off over here now and so, you know, how do you guys have any plans on visiting at all? Like any kind of plans for the um holidays or next year or whatever as far as coming home? Like Shine, how big's your family here in San Diego? Do you have a bunch of family here?
2: Um, I just have my dad there. He's in okay. Encanto, but my dad's like my best friend, so
1: oh, we we're thinking
2: about coming back um in the summertime of next cool. year yeah but yeah. as far as living we're kind of like on the fence because we live in like a tax-free state right now and it's right. kind of nice so i'm yeah. like mm, california taxes are kind of high texas is high. the good. gas, prices, the Everything.
1: gas prices, we get laughed at people laugh at us if you live in cali they think you're an idiot for living in cali
0: i mean but honestly
1: i'm so bougie like i like i said i will I will figure out what I need to keep my taco <laughs> shops better. Twenty four hours, twenty four hour taco shops. We still got <laughs> taco shops in San Diego that are cash only. You know what I'm saying, bro? Yeah. You know how how bad you think those are? Those are ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I, and and it's stupid because my wife even said before we even got this house, like, what are we gonna do? Like, we might have to like be down to move. And mm. and I'm like, well, if that's the case, that's the case. But I'm willing to go to as far as the extent I can to stay here. Um and I think we barely fucking just got that under the bar, but ballsy yeah. shit, man. Either way, I feel like um, yeah, I think it's cool that you guys are in a good place and you guys you you still have your pops that are here to visit, and then you have all your your family's in LA. Um, Johnny, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah,
3: my whole family they still live in a uh, SoCal, and um, uh, man, I think they'll be there forever. Cause
1: yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, they ain't no. never leaving.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. all right, well, check it out. Hey, can you, hey, Johnny, you don't mind. Just hanging out for the rest of the show is that cool because i would be cool to have you do the hot seat questions with her i think it's epic yeah. when there's people involved yeah. Yeah, um, all right. i got a wrap up question before we get into some hot seat questions though okay um as far as new keepers go especially somebody who doesn't have another half to help them out right obviously i i would be the first to say that animals like this is very therapeutic i was in a really bad place in my life even before i got into ball pythons and just kind of seeing bar videos and what he was doing was enough for me to just kind of like, just think things through on what I really want to do with my life. And it was being around animals made me happy. So I could tell you right now, and I'm sure you guys will agree that this shit is therapeutic, you know, like I'm sure when you go to your, no matter what animal you're in front of, you're calm and you're at peace with it. Right? So I know that there's other people out there who are at the beginning stage that we were all at one point. Um, but if someone's looking to get into keeping a black dragon as their first monitor or even their first reptile or just whatever like at a new stage what's your advice out there for a new keeper who is considering getting into it or maybe they already have it and they're looking at it in a a, a tank and like wow it's cute
2: (laughs) i would say i feel like through this journey one of my biggest most favorite resources has been facebook and joining facebook groups and Dude. talking to people in those facebook groups man because everyone's situation is different like people yep. will ask me oh you know how is it with kids and i'm like i don't ha- we don't have kids like <laughs> join, a, join a facebook group and talk
0: different to kids.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like yeah we have like black dragon kids like talk to people in different groups and see what their experiences are like and try to figure out like where your situation fits in in that situation so i always recommend facebook groups because sometimes just like watching videos on youtube it's not enough it's not personable enough you know you gotta actually like get out there and talk to people
1: i'm not a big facebook fan but i know facebook is very necessary for that exact reason like you said there are certain information that you cannot really look past on Facebook because a lot of OGs, like a lot of people who refuse to go to Instagram, they hang out on Facebook, and they have right. these pages and these, these uh, places where they put really good information out, you know, um, and you know, mind you, there's some group pages where it's not don't even waste your time. Exactly. But <laughs> you find the ones that you like and the ones that you connect with the most and it can really take you far. Um, so that's how I, I, I you know, no matter what I can't I don't fully hate on Facebook, I do know it's it is it is a reason to have it you know what I'm saying um, now Johnny with, with you since you are more on the uh, side of making sure husbandry is correct um, what would your advice be for a new keeper as far as husbandry side of things go and whatnot
3: so for me I feel like the biggest thing would be to automate as much as you can yeah uh, the reason why I say that is because one of the biggest challenges i faced with uh, monitors was that i lived in a house that did not have um, good insulation so some days it would be super hot in the house and some days it would be super cold in the house right and that changed the environment of my enclosure so much to the point where you know having you know a certain bulb maybe wasn't enough on some days maybe it would be too hot or too cold depending on how the weather was and to regulate that you know all hours of the day that's that's tough yeah. so um if you have some type of controller to regulate that temperature that's like a big thing for me because um that'll save you a lot of headache in itself um and then as far as you know temperatures you know make sure you have your gradient that's you know that's why i feel like a lot of monitors they get RIs eyes because you know it's too cold you know um you know too humid and you know that's why we have a humidity regulator to if it gets too high in humidity it'll suck all the humidity out you know yeah. so th- i feel like those two things you know to regulate the humidity and regulate the heat when it comes to these dragons especially when they're at a young age because uh when they're young they're not as hardy as uh some other reptiles uh they could pass very easily when they're you know so young
1: yeah you know and I, and I and I lied I do have one last thing I want to talk to you guys about that I feel like very important because you know in a sense no matter you know if you're especially if you're pretty disciplined and you're you're uh you know a structured individual these will be fun and easy to keep at, at a certain point once it's all dialed in but Things fucking change when it comes to breeding for sure. Do you guys ever have any ambitions to wanting wanting these to breed at some point? How do you guys feel about breeding black dragons? Let's get into that.
2: Um, I don't see us being breeders. Like if anything, right. I could see us doing something exclusive where right. we have like a few clutches and it's just exclusive to the people that we think are fit to take care of our baby monitors right Uh, but i don't see that happening like in the near future yeah
1: go ahead johnny oh no you go ahead no i was just gonna say like because even even because you you have a confirmed female for sure right the one of the tree excuse me one of the black dragons is a for sure female
2: yeah kill kill is a for sure female and kata is a for sure male
1: and how old's your female um two Okay, so she's approaching that size where she could start cycling um, at some point. So even if she's not paired up with the male, she could still kind of give you guys eggs. Um, Johnny, do you have like a nesting setup for her if that would ever happen? Or do you have a box set up for, for that situation if she ever starts to show like she's gonna like cycle for whatever? Because they, they do partho clutches all the time. So I'm just mm-hmm. curious about that.
3: Yeah, we have a box, a nesting box and I have all the materials for it. We actually um had tested the box out where we put it in the enclosure for a while just yeah. to right. get her familiar with it right but um you know when she had that whole situation with her arm you know we're like hey let's take this box out for right now until we're sure that she's healed because one of her favorite thing was hiding behind the box or inside of the box and it was gonna be too hard to monitor her so we i took it out for a while and i'm sure we'll be putting it back in you know once she gets a little older
1: Yeah, mainly I say that because, you know, I fear this even with my own monitors, like, you know, my female is just as old as my male. I think he's, they're about to be three years old and he's not really ready for her, but man, she's big. And, you know, I do know the one thing I don't want to fuck up on is having a situation where she's not comfortable with any kind of nesting or where she wants to lay the eggs because I know monitors won't, they won't lay them. They'll hold on to them. To the point where they'll just die and they'll retain them, or not retain them, but they'll they'll, they'll you know eggbound basically. And fuck, man, like I these you know, you raise something this long, even though three years isn't long. I mean, to me, in a modern in modern years, that's a long time because you're yeah. just you're every day with this thing. So I've definitely had things in my mind like fuck, I don't even know if like I love them so much where I don't even care about breeding in a sense, would be cool, don't get me wrong. And yeah, I do I did buy these to breed them. But even if I didn't, I love them that much to not care about it. And and, and I, I, that's why when you guys said, well, I, we're not really too much on breeding, I connect with that immediately. Um, but also too, like, fuck, these things could still give us eggs, you know what I'm saying? And you yeah. always have to have what they need. And I think a lot of people don't understand that aspect. They don't even realize, even though I'm not breeding this female, she could still lay eggs and mm-hmm. she needs what they need. And they need that nesting temperature and all that shit. It's very important, you know?
0: Mm -hmm, mm
1: mm-hmm yeah i I
3: think like breeding one thing that we're worried about the most was um you know we're social with the monitors and when we're interacting with them individually everything's fine but you just never know how a male is going to react to a female or a female is going to react to a male when you're not around or you know you're not there to watch them you know that's one of the biggest fears i think
1: i'll send you a video after this cheyenne to your instagram um because you know I tr- everyone has different experiences right and i had i had somebody tell me like oh man your monitors are old enough like like i think you could probably like get like pair them like pair them up and i'm like really you think so and of course maybe a ball python breeder i was like yeah let's do it like let's breed them right <laughs> so so i i for the very first time ever i separated them right separating for like 2 months shut their lights off completely like cooled them down right and then i heated them back up and i was like and mind you before i did this they have They have been outside the enclosure together they've they've like like peas and carrots in a pot like they just they just like are best friends right and then until i separated them and then once i let them come outside again whole nother scenario so basically female came out first alice is cruising that's my female and then matt came out and he's just kind of like like, and he's normally confident when he walks but he's coming out and he's like almost looking for something and i'm just sitting there like what's all right this is interesting so mind you alice spots mac from like across the room alice just charges after him she's like, oh I'm, like I'm like oh shit! and so mac is running and they're like chasing each other around the room so i grab mm-hmm. a broom and i like put it in between them and i'm mm-hmm. like dude that was close right exactly. so mm-hmm. i give it give it a couple weeks and i do it again just to see what would happen Mm-hmm. same shit, man but they got chest <laughs> to chest but they locked each other this time
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and I was like what is happening like and then I had people telling me you have two males like oh my god you have two males and I'm like I got proof that they're not this is a male and female situation but then I talked to like I don't know if you know who Brian Waterloo is will like he's a well respected lace monitor uh, breeder and he told me man if that female's closer ready to breed And that male, any male that's not the same size of her or is on that time to breed, they just want to dominate the shit out of them. And so basically, she wanted to breed, but this fool just wasn't ready. He wasn't trying to, you know what I'm saying? She was like, get away from me. If you're not gonna give it to me, get the hell out of here. And I have a video of this, dude. I'll show it to you. It's nuts. But my heart dropped, man. I'll never forget because technically you know cuz i i was told if those were two males they would fight to the death or something like that or somebody yeah. was telling me like you're very lucky and in my job it looked like the female was trying to bite them so it was it was a scary situation and i didn't want nothing to go down and the male was the one trying to get away from her so yeah dude that shit was nuts <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean so it's just kind of like what happened to my little my my two little fucking best friends that love yeah. each other like, you know breeding just changes everything like it's a whole curveball when it comes to that extent so and guess what right now they're separated so oh man <laughs> <laughs> we'll try again what, yeah we'll see what happens man uh but all right guys what an epic episode i appreciate you guys so much um i got these hot seat questions for you too now the way this works quicker the better if you can answer these if you have to explain it that's fine uh, but mm-hmm. since there's two of you i need your own answer and not look at each other i don't need any kind of like i don't need any what would you say type of shit. just tell me what you would answer like if you're by yourself, you guys ready? Okay. All right, guys, do me a favor. Get the, uh, get the likes up for these two hot seat questions coming in hot. Let's go. Uh, here we go. Frozen thought or live? Frozen. Frozen. Oh, well, frozen then thought. Yeah. yeah. Frozen thought. <laughs> okay. A cut or no cut. Would you ever cut an egg? Like, let's just say you had a, a monitor egg, right? Would you ever be that person to cut an egg or would you never cut an egg? Um, I, you, I would wait, you know? uh, yeah, yeah. I would, I, I would definitely. Wait. I mean,
2: if you're not supposed to cut it, then I probably wouldn't cut it. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're <laughs> supposed to cut it, you got, <laughs> eight,
1: you got eight cutters out there, you have people who don't believe in that, so that's why it's like it's kind of like you know, <laughs> I'd have to
2: talk
3: to the OGs first,
2: <laughs> yeah. I feel
1: like, um, I would wait, you know, but you know, I feel like it's in a situation
3: where it's like, okay, need some help, then yeah,
1: favorite dwarf species of monitor. King yeah the, the leucistic king Orms.
3: yeah yay imports
1: or boo imports
3: um I, w- I would say uh boo because I feel like a lot of imports are wild yeah what about you
2: but then I would say yay because then you get <laughs> new bloodlines. so
0: yeah.
1: there you go <laughs> you gotta take the good with the bad and the bad with the good sometimes you know um what about this what is one reptile you guys would import to your collection if you guys could no matter what it is let's just say space didn't matter let's say you were ready for it what would that reptile be A uh, komodo
3: <laughs> i would do a Komodo I, if i had all yeah. kinds of space hey
1: cheyenne, put a ring on it i like this guy this guy right <laughs> all right what do you got cheyenne
2: um there's a what is that what was that monitor that we saw at jtks
3: oh man i forgot
2: it was this monitor that was like black yeah it was like a
1: black and white white. striped out monitor bell's face lace monitor you're talking about his bell's face no uh, no
2: No. it It was a water
3: monitor yeah so it it was a monitor and um they're actually like illegal to import but um yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it was super sick like uh nobody really has them man i forgot the name i have to send you a
2: picture of them
1: yeah send me a picture because now i'm curious um all right to spray or mist a black dragon or to never spray and miss the black dragon mm. oh,
3: i spray and miss I oh, yeah them. we spray and miss every now and then
1: yay sports or boo sports mm. i
0: don't
2: watch sports yeah so neither boo. do i no yeah sorry
3: no you're good <laughs> big flexor or no flexor uh, i feel like uh shine's a big flexor that's why she's <laughs> always on it. that's why she's always on social media
0: <laughs> i'm literally
2: just sharing my life experience <laughs>
3: <laughs> she's like, oh, we got new
1: enclosures. I gotta flex this. That she's, is
2: not true. She's like,
1: a, like a, <laughs> yeah, flexing is what got you on this podcast. So I'm gotta say, yeah. he's not wrong on that. That's that's a, that's a good thing. Shaz uh,
3: like, a, if you're done setting it up. Let me post <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> well, okay, Shine. What would you call yourself? A big flexer or no flexor
2: I would say, I mean, I'm humble. I'm like in between. <laughs> is there like a middle answer?
1: You, you're medium flex. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like medium. Okay. Um steak or fish. No steak. steak. Favorite cut of steak. Uh a filet Ooh, mignon.
2: filet mignon. Yeah, filet.
1: Yeah. yeah, You can't go wrong. It's yeah. like, <laughs> it's like if you never want to be disappointed. I mean, obviously they, they could still cook it wrong, but still overall, like you're not gonna go wrong with filet mignon. Yeah, a, medium rare, man. It has to be
2: Ooh. Uh, with blue cheese.
1: Yeah, with blue cheese, fire oh, Stop. I'm starving. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Some grilled onions. What I oh. asked for um okay how about this yay alcohol or boo alcohol Boo, alcohol, uh, yay alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> what's your choice what's your choice alcohol beverage Johnny uh I feel like if it's um if it's like beer I
3: like a mango carts. I don't know if you ever tried them ever like, yeah, yeah it's called Golden They're Brew so mango cards are pretty good okay and I feel like, uh if I'm drinking like liquor it's probably like
1: uh Jack and Coke like that's what, like my kind of my go-to when I'm out so even even if the occasion lands and it's like you could have whatever alcohol beverage you want, Cheyenne. What would it be like? What would be your favorite alcohol beverage?
2: Um, whatever is sweet, whatever yeah. doesn't taste like alcohol.
1: Yeah, that's when we're. I think
2: I'm allergic. Like when we went to <laughs> Animal <laughs> Con, I was drinking and I was like, I don't think I should be doing this.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you're in the you're in the moment. That's that's what that beauty about Animal Con. You just get caught up into things. Uh, yeah. All right, cool. Little word association. First thing to come to mind milk.
3: Uh peanut. (laughs) Substrate. Humidity.
2: Um, I'm having a brain fart. I can't think of what kind of what kind of um she's talking about cypress moles. Yeah. That's That's her first uh,
3: She thinks of cypress moles. I was
2: gonna say wood.
1: Instagram trolls. Uh, block. (laughs) Restrict.
2: Restrict. (laughs) Say what you need to and then restrict them.
1: That's I. I'm more of a restrictor too, because I still want them to suffer and see all my shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I know, I know they're jealous for sure.
3: I
2: Like
1: that. FedEx shipping. Yeah, the
3: trash. Yeah,
2: yeah, they steal trash.
1: Yeah. Okay. First time monitor keeper. Mm.
3: That's
1: a hard one. First time monitor keeper. Uh, Money, (laughs) money. That's what I think about. I think support. Support. Okay. One reptile show you like to attend, like uh, like any show around the country. What, what would it be? Hmm. Like I Reptile say- Super Show in yeah. RBC. What would it be?
2: Yeah, I would say
1: that. Yeah, I, I like going to the
3: super shows just because I feel like man, there's so many like breeders there, and you can see so many cool stuff there.
2: I want to go to Tinley. I want to see I all like my it. friends again.
1: <laughs> all right, if it came down to you, only keeping one species of monitor. And you can't keep anything else what would that species be
3: i feel like it had to be the black dragons yeah yeah black dragons
1: i mean once you you just can't go back from that it's kind of like you know i'm a pit bull person and i can never keep anything else but a pit bull because that's just my it's my mo like that's my dog you know what i'm saying but same with my with monitors too like i mean i love multiple monitor species but the laces are my thing and i already feel like if i had black dragons i would never go back like it's just yeah, right. once you get to that level of what you have because you it's like man it's an honor is not it an honor to keep something like that like it's, yes. it's so
3: impressive yeah. Um, yeah like i feel like if it wasn't black dragon i'd really want a snow blind i was trying to get one for the longest but no snow what Snowblind?
1: what's that what's a snowblind?
3: so um there was this breeder his name was uh danny uh, gorman and um yeah you know what's crazy is uh danny gorman like i feel like he was such like an innovator in, in uh, monitors but nobody knew about him yeah but um I don't know if you've seen that video where Brian
1: he showed um a all white monitor that he had got the albino it, is it the albino um not the albino Nile is it that one or is it there was an albino yeah, it, was a,
3: it was an albino water monitor but the thing was is that Danny had he had came up with his own variation of the albino where it was like super super white It was like
2: pure white. yeah it was like
3: pure white and he he called it a snow blind and um he actually sold most of his first clutch to a good friend mm-hmm. in which then he sold one to uh brian bar yeah and, uh,
1: he and, away, unfortunately yeah. oh yeah did he name it chicken strip wasn't that chicken strip uh, I, th- I, think I think it, so. was. I think he, it he, was. it was it yeah, was chicken strip yeah. you oh. said
2: chicken past
1: yeah no, he's not- or wait, am i tripping i i don't know i can't keep up with names maybe I'm, I'm wrong maybe it wasn't chicken strip but i do know it was a white he had a white all-white monitor an albino monitor that passed away after like it was random too like he just saw it and it was rolled or something it was really sad so yeah. it's like man, some of these rarest ones that we lose it's so sad and it's like fuck. Like the best ones leave too yeah. soon
3: yeah but right. no nah, man if i could get one of those snow blinds uh, i was actually talking to the breeder like i said his name's danny Gorman, but it's crazy because right. uh He ended up passing away of cancer and man like like he was inviting us to his house in in, uh, indonesia and we actually ended up going to indonesia and we never got that opportunity to meet him in person
1: Do you know when he passed away
3: Mm, i feel like it was probably in the beginning of the year closer to the beginning of the year wow that's unfortunate man damn but but like it was crazy because he would um he had like a whole like uh Yeah, like a farmer yeah like a whole compound in bali now now i know
1: know who we're talking about specifically now because i've heard his name be dropped before but now this Mm -hmm. guy and i've talked heard about this guy through bar check um yeah he's dope damn it sucks that you never got to check his place out um
3: yeah because he had told us like oh we could go down there and check out his compound and it was crazy because he had like the perfect environment for monitors so he would get like wild monitors
1: what they have available over there is fucking nuts, bro. And and we'll never get it. It sucks. Well, there's, there's shit over there we'll never get our hands on. I know. It's, no. uh, it? it's also I don't know. As much as I would love it, I I like that there's still stuff out there that we don't have. Like that should yeah. you know. I know some herpers would be mad at me for that, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, because uh, uh, Danny's
3: brother, he was actually uh, he actually had like a transporting license, and um, he was like, "Yeah, man, you know, once we figure it out." Um, you know, I could have my brother transport him, he has a license, and I felt like that was the only way I was going to come close to a monitor like that. But you know, I I guess it just wasn't in the plans.
0: Two is enough,
3: two is (laughs) a lot.
1: You would think that an animal like that's going to be like what 20, 30 racks, probably, right? Like that's going to be a real expensive animal for sure. Yeah,
3: yeah, a lot of money.
1: Damn, well, check it out, guys. Hour and a half went by quick. This was an awesome time. And I feel like definitely when I have more of a monitor panel type shit going on, I would love you guys to come back on the show, talk more about the uh, amazing Black Dragon. Uh, But we just had shy of 60 people tapped in at one point tonight, so what do you have to say to all the love and support that you guys had and everyone who just wants to see you guys do great in the industry?
2: Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I hope you stay around to watch Kata and Kill grow. And thank you so much for having us on your show. I really appreciate it
1: yeah i mean listen I, like i said it this wasn't like um i don't know like i like what you're doing straight up you know yeah. there's not enough, there's not enough monitor keepers out there who are like doing it right you know and 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 it makes a lot of sense because you got you know you got johnny out here who's helping you <laughs> and, and, but it, it was really it was johnny i would say and Shine. obviously this was a pleasure but having johnny sit down was like a real treat because i gotta tell you the more we would have kept talking the more in the back of my head i'm like I now have to do a whole nother podcast with Johnny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Which, I'm sure I will because, like you know, the knowledge is there. You guys are great. You know, continue doing what you're doing. Um, I'm going to continue to follow your work. Good job, Cheyenne. I appreciate you guys so much. Instagram is the best way to like. That's the biggest thing you have all your content on is Instagram, correct?
2: Yep. Instagram.
1: Okay. Cool. And the link to her Instagram is in the description below, so make sure you go follow it. And and also respect on your following too, because that's that's a respectful respectable following. So obviously what you're doing is good so keep doing it because that's awesome
0: Thank you, thank cool, you man.
1: well johnny cheyenne don't be too you know wyoming up there come back to fucking cali as soon as you guys can that way we could all we could double date hang out and you know put you know you teach me to be more like ready to put my hand in front of my lace monitor after <laughs> <laughs> yeah it sounds like sounds Please, do, do me a favor out there give it up for johnny cheyenne it's a wrap ladies and gentlemen <laughs> all right guys hey, have, have a good night thank you so much all right Hey, and yeah, Happy Thanksgiving. have a great Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. all right guys see you later bye what a great show man thank you everyone who tapped in had a great time with these two really treat to see the other half step in you know, got another that just like they do the work but they just rather not talk and be seen johnny stepped up to the plate and i thought that was great i thought that made this episode even better for sure uh but Not that it would have been better just with cheyenne because respect all the girl power keeper out there i need more girls definitely to come uh to trap talk so if you feel like you're a female out there who needs to be put on because you're putting in that work with the reptile come hit me up trap talk god 619 on instagram let me know but cheyenne respect to you johnny respect to you appreciate anyone who came in and showed love to these two but it just goes to show you everyone loves and has a passion for an animal Also, are you right for that animal? Always think that. Are you right for this animal? Even though you love it, can you put in the work? And when it comes to a black dragon, work is ahead of your future. I mean, that's it's part of your future, I meant. It's gonna be a lot of work, but if you love it that much, you don't look at it as work. So shout out to the real passionate keepers out there who no matter how much their reptiles put them through the ringer, you love them. You go through it every day. Have a good night. Thursday, Thanksgiving happening right here. Trap talk happening Thursday night. My boy, Kyle, Kyle Hoffman from, um, the ambassador Royal ambassador. So it's going to go down ball Python type energy, but OG type knowledge happening. This guy's been in the game for over a decade. So it's going to be good to talk to homie Kyle finally on trap talk. So set your reminder. All right. But more importantly, make sure you hit that like button tonight for Cheyenne and Johnny hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. And be ready and again if you're looking for exclusive content first link in the description below click on it join the trap talk patreon family connect to the discord connect to the ig family and come have fun with us every sunday on the zoom calls appreciate all the love and support you guys are amazing you're beautiful have a good night i'll see you thursday and i'm out